Becca, did you hear that? What was that? I don't know what that was, but just kidding. It's our new intro music. We are so excited to finally have some sort of introduction to this podcast. So um, give, it's Ixen, whoever made this, his name is Ixen Music, and he makes free music for content creators that is, I don't believe it's copyrighted, but we just have to give him um, credit for it. So thank you, Ixen Music, for giving us an awesome intro to our podcast. Hope you guys yeah. like it. <laughs> and welcome back to Whining Through Our 20s with me, Becca. And I'm Kate. Woo! Um, we're excited to be back this week with you all. Um, we got some great feedback last week from our listeners. Um, we honestly were extremely surprised at the amount of people that listened. So thank you. I know. Like, Thank you guys so much for all the great feedback. We got um, people DMing us, texting us different things that we can improve on and that topics we can talk about and things that we did awesome with. So we're just super thankful and ready to continue on with another podcast and give you guys more awesome content. So thanks again. And this week we have decided that we are going to tell you what wine we're drinking. So we are drinking the, it's by Predator, the Cabernet Savignon. Savignon? Savignon. Savignon. (laughs) Year 2018. Um, We will talk more about it at the end of our podcast because we are going to drink it and enjoy. So let's cheers. Me and Becca are sitting far away from each other. So clink. Last week when I was editing the podcast, we had some feedback and we could like hear each other talking. I don't know. Something weird was going on with these microphones. So we're trying to figure that out. So we're sitting far away from each other. So we don't get that this time. So (laughs) we're trying to figure it out as we go. Yes. All right. So today. Oh, our check in. Oh, yeah. How are you, Kate? I'm doing pretty good. How are you doing? I'm really excited to be back and doing this again. I feel just extremely excited. I I feel the exact same way. I was once we did our podcast last week, we edited it, we got it up on Spotify, and I was just like inching to get back. I was so excited to get back here, drink wine with you, and just talk. So we had a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. If you guys didn't know, we do this on Sunday and then we upload it Wednesdays. I don't know. Hopefully that'll keep going. But Yes. Yeah, we'll see. Well, um, this week our podcast is going to be a lot about just getting to know us and who we are. Um, We thought if you guys are going to sit around and listen to us for more than 30 minutes, then yeah, you should know who we are. Um, So we have a few questions. Some of them are deeper. Some of them are just basic who are we questions. Um, but yeah, Kate, you want Yes, to I'll get started. So I, we're just going to do like a, this, like, like Becca said, like a little game, just like a question and answer about how you can guys, how you guys can get to know us a little bit better. So I'm going to start and then I'm going to ask, Becca, I'm going to ask you the question and then you're going to answer it and then you're going to ask me a question and then I'll answer it and we'll talk about it a little bit. Okay, here we go. So <laughs> I don't know which one to ask. We have like a whole list. Um, what, What's one thing that you would like to change about yourself? Becca. Hmm. I would say one thing that I would like to change is, 
don't want to say determination because I'm very determined to do things. I would say maybe I wish I had a little bit more consistency in my life. Like I was more consistent with like, if I say I'm going to start working out every day, I wish I would stick to that and continue to work out every day or meal prep. That's impossible for me. Um, so definitely just more consistency in my life, I would say is what I'm what about you? I don't know what I would change, but to go off of your question, I'm kind of surprised that you said consistency because I feel like you're very consistent. I don't know. I wasn't expecting you to say that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I like, I think I'm consistent with like my relationships and like how I'm like pretty loyal, but definitely not with to myself. Maybe self-consistency if that's a thing. Like I just need to feel like my I'm all over the place like starting new things which is fun and that's awesome but I want to be more consistent with more routine I want more routine in my life a little bit I've started actually I got this app to do routines and so I've been eating breakfast every morning which I have never done in my entire life I hate eating breakfast so I just started eating breakfast every morning oatmeal it's kind of getting bland it's only my first weekend so we'll see how that goes but and at bedtime yeah thank you and at bedtime I have tried to read but that has not been going well so maybe I'll have to come up with another bed night or bedtime routine well you asked me what I so this is a really odd question because I feel like this one's like kind of deep like one thing that I would definitely change is this this is we're five minutes in and I'm already getting kind of deep with this. So bear with us here, guys. I would change the fact that I would stop body checking myself. Do you know what that is? Body checking? Oh, yes. I body check all the time. It's so unhealthy. And I'm so, I compare myself to everyone's bodies. I hate it. And I wish I didn't. Like, I feel like that's something that's very normal though. But I'm, I'm getting better at it. But every time I pass a mirror, I'm like, do I look fat? Like, like, what, like, what do I look like? You know what I mean? Like, do I look good? Like, why, why do I do that? Why do we do that? Why do we feel like we have to do that? Because we're human, honestly. And I mean, I, I think everyone, I think everyone does it. I, one thing that has really helped me stop doing that, and it goes back to yoga. My yoga studio talks a lot about, um, like about how it feels instead of what it looks like. And like in the class, they don't have any mirrors. So like you can't, even in their bathroom, like they don't have mirrors. So they have no mirrors in their whole studio. And that has was like really eye-opening to me because it's like if my body feels good and I'm healthy, then I just need to move past what I look like. And that is so incredibly hard. I body shame all the time to myself and it sucks. But I agree. That's definitely... I hate how that's a thing, but I'm glad that we can like relate on that. And I'm sure like other people can relate to that too. That's such a deep question. I don't know if these are all going to be super deep. I, we went on Pinterest and literally said deep questions to ask your best friend. <laughs> so this could be very deep or this could be interesting or funny. Okay. Um. So the next one is... Are you religious or spiritual? Interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have a good answer for really? mine. Really? So. Okay. I. Wow. Um, so this has changed for me. Mm-hmm. This answer has changed for me for sure. I would say that I'm definitely a little bit of both on different days. I believe in Jesus. I always have raised in the church and but I wasn't super consistent with that like I prayed did stuff like went to bible school like did young life in high school 
Um, but as I got older and got out of college, I, I mean, got out of high school, I started to kind of experience more of, you know, what are my really, what do I believe? You know what I mean? And I, I definitely believe in Jesus, but I'm still trying to figure out like, what is, what is my relationship with Jesus? You know what I mean? Like, what am I, where do I fit in with that? And I think that's something I've always struggled with because I felt constantly judged like throughout high school about my relationship with Jesus. And I always felt like people were judging me because I wasn't the perfect Christian. So I kind of felt, um, a little, um, sad sometimes because I wanted to be a Christian and I love Jesus and I knew that in my heart, but I felt like others around me were judging me because I wasn't perfect. So I think that's kind of how I changed my, re- my relationship with spirituality. I would say I'm pretty spiritual, but I wouldn't say I'm super duper religious, I guess, if that makes sense. Like I would say like, I definitely feel like I definitely feel spiritual and I, and I like to pray and I like to think that Jesus and God are always on my side, but you know, like I'm not super like strict all the time with it. I don't know. What's your answer? I think that's valid in every reason. And I feel like during times of our life, it's going to change and continue to change. Um, Mine is a little unique, and I think it's because, I mean, I was also, I was raised Catholic um, in high school. I was like at a really low point and decided going to this church called Northeast Christian and kind of like, I was never baptized to be Christian. Um, I was baptized to be Catholic, but um, so I never officially became like Christian, but that's like what my beliefs are based off. And I still, that's one thing, like every year I try to get closer and closer to God and just religion and like reading the Bible and just like, I don't know, trying to live like the most kind life I can. Um, But one thing that recently, and I think I've had a lot of time to think about it because of COVID and just everything going on. So for those of you that don't know, Sam's family is Buddhist and Sam does not really believe in religion. Um, or a higher being, which is fine. I've been able to like understand that and all of his life and everything. Um, But for me, I, it's not that it has made it harder for me to have a relationship with God, but I've definitely been more open to like the Buddhist religion and kind of like the way that I live my life and my beliefs and like, or I guess more my values, not my beliefs. Um, And for me, I think that, Honestly, I've considered recently like getting more into like Buddhism just because I, his grandma and I are like, he, his grandma speaks for me. So we can't really talk to each other, but we are very close without being able to speak in a way. Um, and she like has shown me they have a prayer room with all the Buddhas and it's just like, they're so respectful and so kind and Um, I just love, and Sam, honestly, he says a lot of times that like, it's like a way of life almost, which it is. And I know Christianity is supposed to be a way of life also, but, um, for me, I like find myself sometimes now like trusting in like the way of life that like Sam's family like lives by. And it's just like, it's opened my eyes to a lot more things. Um, I definitely am still like Christian and I still believe in God and that's where like I find sometimes I'm like well if I believe like Buddhism stuff like does that mean like I'm 
betraying God. And like, so that's definitely been something hard that I've been thinking about a lot recently. Um, but yeah, so that's where I'm at. So I would say I'm a little bit of both. And yoga has definitely had a, an effect on like me being more interested in like Buddhism. Um, right. Because I learned about like all the history of yoga and like all that culture is just so cool to me. And so, yeah. I think us, um, I'm pretty sure like anyone who doesn't know, Becca and I are both social workers. So we are very open and understanding of all religions. So I feel like me being in the field working with clients, I have worked with people of very many different religions, spiritualities. So I even the one religions that um, maybe were very out of my knowledge, like I won't say them now, but there have been some religions that I've been like, I, I, I'm very, I don't know how to respond to this religion. Like I don't, I don't understand it. So yeah. it's important whenever we talk to people who are part of those religion, religions and spiritualities, when we may not know a lot about them, I've learned so much like about different religions, you know, and it's so interesting. And there's just so much I, I really never knew about until like really yeah. we got into this field. So yeah, so that, that no, that was a good that was a good answer, Becca. That's yeah, it is. And I also feel like for me, growing up, like I went to a Catholic grade school, Catholic high school, like it was all around me. So I definitely wanted to stray away from like Catholic Catholicism. Thank you, <laughs> tongue twister there for me. Um, and I think part of it was because it was like I felt like it was being forced onto me, which I know I've talked to a lot of people who have felt that way before. Um, but yeah, so that was a good question. That's, a, that that's one. a deep question. Yeah. That's one question that I really never would have thought that we would have been yeah. talking about on the podcast. But I think it's important. Yeah. Bring awareness to religions and how you feel about them. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Okay, Becca, third question. What kind of parent do you think you will be? Oh, God. I, so there's a parent that I feel like I'm going to be and a parent that I wish I was going to be, honestly. And my mom makes fun of me all the time for this. But, like, I definitely feel like – because I find myself doing it with Rosie sometimes. I'm, like oh, – yeah. I definitely feel like I'm going to be, like, a control freak or super worried about everything she eats, worried about, like, the littlest things. Like, if she gets hurt on a playground, like, will she break her arm on the monkey bars? Like, overthinking every little thing. Um, but I also think, since I am aware of that, hopefully that will – and if my child was Sam, hopefully it will be at this point in our life. Um, he definitely will be there to kind of be like, Rebecca, check yourself. Like, mm-hmm. it's the monkey bars, not a... It's the monkey bars. Chill out. <laughs> exactly. So, um, I, but I also find myself, I think my mom um, opened me and my sister up to like a really, like we used to have a trust circle where we would... Um, we would be at a dinner table. It'd be my mom and my little sister Amanda and me, and it'd be the circle of trust. And we could say whatever we wanted, like no matter how legal it was or not, like if we were going to get grounded or not, we could say whatever we wanted in that circle of trust. And she couldn't get mad at us. But if she knew something that we had did, which she always did, because she's a mom, um, if we lied about it, then we would get like grounded or like a punishment. And so, I think that I plan to have like a really open relationship with my kids and like want them to know that they're independent but I will always be there if they need me so what about you I feel like now that you know I've worked with kids here and there I feel like I would be a different kind of mom than I would have ever expected myself to be 
And I totally feel like I would be so worried about what they're doing. Maybe not controlling, but just wanting to know what's going on. And I know that like find friends and life 360, I know a ton of parents out there are like, don't get it. Like you're going to ruin the trust. But I feel like I want that to be a part of like, I need to know what you're doing. You know what I mean? Like, I don't care what you're doing, but like, I need to know if you're safe, you know? This actually just made me think of something. So I have, for those of you that don't know, I have a five-year-old sis- half-sister. She's pretty much, as I think of her as my full sister. Um, but I was at my dad's house the other day and I was playing with her and talking and she just says the craziest things sometimes. And I was thinking, because my dad and stepmom used to have um, a baby monitor in her room, and um, obviously now she's five, so they they took it out. Um, But I started to think, and I was like, what if, like, I hid a camera in my kid's room so I could always hear what they're talking about? And, like, then I started to think, what if that's what my mom did? Because she always knows what's going on. I mean, I doubt my mom ever did that. But I'm like, I mean, would it really be that bad, like, I would know they're safe. Like, I would never bring it up to them. But as long as they're safe, like, it would be fine. But then I'm like, that would be such a horrible thing. But it's a thought I had. I mean, honestly. I mean, it's so different because it's, like, a couple years ago. Like, now it's, like, realistic for us to have kids. Like, this may, like, we are at that age where we have friends who are getting married, having kids. That's, like, that's a normal part of our life. Um, When we were younger, though, I'd probably been like, no. Like, hell no. Like, I'm not going to live. I don't want to know anything. And now I'm just like, just let me know if you're safe and I will be cool. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to be too strict. I don't want to be your friend, but we need to have a happy medium. You know what I mean? I don't know what that type of parenting style is called. Permiss- no, we learned it in school. I can't remember. I can't think of it right now. Um, But yeah, I agree. And I also think like our first child is probably going to be a shit show and we're going to mess up and... That's what parents are there for, right? Yeah. To help. And I also was talking to my mom the other day. I was talking about how I've been going to therapy and um, just like some of my like, not I don't want to say trauma, but just some of my childhood like history and stuff. And she was like, well, I mean, Rebecca, I messed up for my mom. I messed you up. I guess it's part of being a parent. You mess your kid up and send them out to life. I was like, honestly, because I feel like everyone has some parental issue. And like, I mean, our parents make us who we are. Like we are who we are because of how our parents raise us, if our parents are involved, if they're not involved, like right. all together. That's that's how we, yeah. I totally agree. Like we are who we are because of our parents and our personality has been based off of them and actions and things that we do have been based off of them, you know? So yeah, I totally agree. So, and I hope, I hope that I can be a positive role model. I hope, I think at the end of the day, I want to be trust. I want to be, I want them to trust me. I want them to be able to come to me with anything, you know, and I won't care. Like, I'm not going, I think what I was so much worried about when I was a kid was, is my phone going to get taken away? Like, and I don't want that to be like a fear, you know? So, yeah. Yeah, I agree completely. Um, All right, the next question, which I kind of want to skip this next one. So I'll read it and then you tell me if you want to answer or not. It's, are you confrontational? I don't know. Am I? I? I feel like I can be. If we really need to be, but I wouldn't say we're like confrontational people. Like we don't seek. Like I don't seek. When I think of confrontation, I think of like drama. Like are you going to cause a scene? No. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. It may depend. Get me get me to the bar, a couple drinks in, and yeah, I'll be I'll be confrontational. 
Um, so that's that will be that question. Um, but let me ask this next one. When have you felt your biggest adrenaline rush? I don't know. Like I'm thinking of like a roller coaster right now. Like maybe going to Kings Island, going on a roller coaster, adrenaline rush. But no, I think what my biggest adrenaline rush. Hmm, that's interesting because when I think of me getting having adrenaline is back in high school, and maybe like here and there in college. Like my biggest adrenaline rush was probably when I was doing cheerleading in high school. I can't think of a time where I was super like having that adrenaline, you know what I mean? That pumping through my system. But when I was in high school, I mean, I did competitive cheerleading for a lot of years and every weekend, well, every so weekend, we always had these competitions. And I remember just having the biggest rush of adrenaline. And like, if anyone knows, like cheerleaders, like we, when you're doing competitive cheerleading, when you compete, you do like two and a half minutes and um, of a routine. Like you work all year to do just two minutes and 30 seconds of a routine. And I remember like going to these competitions and just blacking out during these, comp- like these, like during our routine, like working so hard. And then my adrenaline would be so freaking high that during these, comp- like during like our competition, I would just black out. And then I would get off the stage and be like, what did I just do? Because my adrenaline was just so high. Like my heart was pumping, my heart rate was pumping so fast. But other than that, like recently, I don't know. Like I can't like think of a time where my adrenaline adrenaline was that high. Yeah. I will okay. say I have two moments that come to mind, but okay. one you triggered because you were talking about high school. Oh, one sorry. from high school. No, not no not in a bad way. Good trigger. <laughs> um one was probably for me, um my senior year winning state championship. And, like, at the last buzzard, like, that was definitely, like, an amazing feeling that, like, you can never get back, honestly. Like, I know it's, like, a high school state championship, but still, like, in that moment, like, you work, like you said, you work all season, you, I don't know, that was, yeah, I can't even describe it. But another one where it was definitely a different type of an adrenaline rush, um, when I went to Spain with some friends, I guess that was my junior year of college um a few of our friends were studying abroad and me and my friend Aaron Aaron um (laughs) sorry don't want to say her last name um we went to Ibiza for a weekend so we went to Spain and then we went to Ibiza for a weekend and we went to this one I mean there was a lot of nightclubs there but there was one specific nightclub that like I will never forget And it was so crazy. Like, I wasn't on drugs, but it felt like you were on drugs. Like, it was all neon. There was people hanging from the ceiling. Like, it was something I had never seen before. And, like, there was crowds of people, which also makes me think, like, that hasn't – I haven't been somewhere with that big of a crowd in the past year because of COVID. So, like, thinking about that moment right now, like, I remember feeling, like, numb because it was just, like, so much craziness. Like, it was so fun. And it was, like, once in a lifetime chance. Like, I probably, I mean, hopefully I'll get to go back to Ibiza with a group of friends. But, like, I will never get to go back to Ibiza in my college years with that group of friends. Like, and it was for the first time. And that, like, the first time's a whole. Like, that trip for you guys, like, I felt like, in a way, I kind of went because of all the videos and stuff. Like, I, I got adrenaline from looking at your videos from those clubs because it just seemed like something so beautiful, but also like, 
craziness, like just stuff that you've never seen before. I definitely would love to go. I think that would be like a bucket list thing is to go to Ibiza with you guys. Oh, it's, I think it would be like so fun to go like if we saved up hella money and went for like a bachelorette party or something like that would be, I don't, I don't know. Las Vegas, no. No. Ibiza, yes. (laughs) Didn't, Didn't you say like drinks in Ibiza, like water? Wait, water was like water was, was like beer. twenty dollars. Beer was like two. Like if that, yeah. <laughs> it was so funny. Yeah. So yeah. Mm. That's so funny, but I um, I definitely want to go to Ibiza because I just I just get like FOMO because you guys went in like that group to Ibiza, and I just I just wish I went. I really do. I know it was so expensive, and you guys had the best time. But we need to go again. Mm-hmm. Um. All right. Next question. What is your favorite hobby to do alone? Honestly, I have found I always ask everyone to go to yoga with me. But I once I'm there, I hate when I bring people to yoga. I went to yoga with you yesterday. Well, no, different from when I'm teaching. When I'm teaching yoga, I love. Please come to my classes. I love it. I love teaching all my friends, family, everyone. But when I am there practicing for myself I like like I get mad at Sam for not wanting to go to yoga with me but then I think about it I'm like if he did come with me I it would be horrible like when I go to yoga I want to be zen I want to be by myself I don't want any distractions and most of the time like when I bring other people to yoga with me like they want to talk during savasana and I'm like back off bitch I'm trying to talk or I'm not trying to talk I'm trying to lay here and relax like before class starts you're gonna have to to tell me who did that because I will I do not want to bring that person to yoga with me either I'm pretty sure Emily once did it with me at moto um she's definitely hyper so she definitely was probably it and I think one time I made Sam go to an outdoor class with me and he was like or if I bring someone I'm always worried like to make sure they know what they're doing and like I'm like instead of focusing on myself I'm focusing on what they're doing Yeah, so I have realized that yoga is like my me time when I'm not teaching, but when I'm doing it for myself, that it's me and that's how I should enjoy it. So, yeah. I like to watch Netflix. Is that a hobby? No, but I like it. I don't know. This is why I started a we started a podcast. I wanted to do more things in my free time because I we we go to work. I have I get a master's degree. Like I don't have a lot of time for hobbies, but. I'm me and Alec are getting more into cooking. So we're like, and baking. Like I got like a standing mixer for Christmas and I have been like going out of my way to go to the store to get stuff to mix, like to like bake things. Like I've been making a cheesecake. I've making cookies. Like I'm making it all. I'm going to start a bakery. And, um, <laughs> but like, I would say that like, that is a hobby ish mm-hmm. and Netflix. I would say, I don't know. I like to, when I get home from a long day of work in school, mm-hmm. the last thing I want to do is just do something like I just want to lay down and just like watch something and then maybe I'll do yoga maybe then I'll maybe work out like I just need like like that is like like I have like Alec will go into another room I'll like go to another room and I'm like I just need to like watch my show alone like and just like chillax you know yeah. I don't know yeah I think, I think that's definitely so me and Kate's job like she said earlier we're social workers and we work with kids but it's not like we work with kids who are nice and quiet and <laughs> perfect little angels our kids we love them to death they mean the word world to us but they are wild jumping around the room all over the place um so 
I understand when you say like you when you want to come home, you just kind of want like you time because we give so much of ourselves during the day that it's like when we come home, we need at least like 20 minutes to just like sit in silence, honestly. Like sometimes I just need to lay on the couch and like just shut my eyes because I'm like, this day was freaking crazy. But yeah. Oh, for sure. Um, oh, what's the next question? All right. Let's see. It is. Oh, this one. What would your best friend say your best quality is? What, what, what would you think that my yeah. best quality is? Yeah. Yeah, so I you answer for me first. So what's my best quality? I would say that your best quality is hmm. You have a lot of very good qualities, but I'm trying to think of like one that comes to mind because I can't think of just one. I feel like I think of a lot when it comes to you. I think your best quality is just your your very like your welcomeness and your genuineness, I would say. Like you're very welcoming. I don't know, like you're very like like no matter who comes through your door, through your life, like you are very like open to getting to know them, like getting to know, like like welcome to my home. Like if you guys don't know Becca, like she is the hostess of the most, hostess of the mostest. Like she wants everyone to be in her home, like so welcoming, like, and just like wanting to get to know everyone. Like I know anytime that I've had, like I brought someone around, like even though like you may have been like skeptical of this person, like you still have like given them a chance and like wanted to get to know them. So I think you're just very like genuine and welcoming. I don't know. That's what I think of like you when I think of just Becca as a whole, just like, like, oh, like, like Becca's like, sh- like, oh, like, oh, like, can I come? Yeah, for sure. Like I don't have to ask her. Like she wants everyone to like be with her and, and like, so I think that's kind of like what you portray to the world. I don't know. Just very welcoming, very like genuine, open. Yeah. Thank you. That's sweet. Yeah. Thank you. Really you. <laughs> that's true. That's that's what I think of when I think of you. I know. Thank you. Um, actually, and I we didn't have these questions before, but I was thinking earlier, your relationship with the kids. I don't I don't know what I was thinking about, but I was thinking about you. And I know, right? Romantic. Um, <laughs> but. I have two things that come to mind with you. One, and this is funny because earlier you said like you're always body checking yourself, but I think when a lot of people look at you, one thing that they love from you and one thing I definitely love from you and have learned from you is your confidence to just be like, I'm going to fucking wear what I want. I'm going to do what I want. I don't care what people think to an extent. Now, of course, you worry about some things, but like when it comes like your style or like if you set your mind to doing something like wanting to do DJing or like all your little random things that you do, like you do it and you don't care who, 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 any, you don't care about any, what anyone thinks. Um, and I think that that has one rubbed off on me. Um, but then also what I was thinking about earlier in the car, I was like, I don't know why I was thinking about this. I was thinking about like when I'm sad and like, I remember when me and Sam were having relationship issues. I was thinking about how, sorry, I'm rambling. Um, how, like, you are a caretaker for your friends. And I think this has, like, grown in you throughout our relationship. Um, like, our friendship. I think you definitely, you don't come off like you would be a super, um, like okay with people's feelings but like when it comes down to it like if I'm bawling in front of you like you're not going to be like awkward and like not know what to do like you know what to do when people are upset and you know like like if I'm crying like you'll hug me and it will be like the most genuine hug ever and you you don't 
like you don't even think like oh my god this is so weird Becca's crying in front of me and I was well because I was thinking earlier and I was like have just been there for me and you are just truly like a a selfless person in a way like the things you do are just very selfless so I, I that's I don't know what I what my quality was altogether but overall I mean you're a great human so that was so sweet I love that that's so nice because I I hope that I can be a, a genuine friend and just a good person to all people. So I appreciate that. All right. So was that your question or was that my question? That was my question. So you asked the next one. I, we're on number eight, I believe. Ooh. Hmm. Should we do a different one? No, I like that. Okay. Okay. Uh, so question eight is what or who would you sacrifice your life for? This one's honestly pretty easy for me. My sisters. Okay. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I love Rosie. I love Sam. I love my friends. I love my parents. I know you're listening, so I'm just making sure I cover everyone. Everyone in my life I love. But. Wait a minute. Not me? I'm, I'm sorry. I would sacrifice my life. If like someone had was gonna kill you or my sisters, I I would have to choose them to kill you, not my sisters. So um, yeah, Amanda, I know you'll be listening. So yes, you can tell me thank you later, Peyton. You will not be listening because you're only five. But um, yeah, definitely my sisters. No question asked. They, I just I love them. Like I everything in my life since I. I mean, since Amanda was born, like, I feel like I have always tried to be the best sister. I've tried to support her um, with Peyton, even though she's five. Like, I try to be in her life as much as I can, and it's definitely hard living in Cincinnati. But, like, I do my best to be, like, a good role model for both of them, and I just – that I would have to sacrifice my life for them. Like, nothing, no questions asked. So, yeah. So – What about you? What this – I would have to say my family. I I feel like like as much as I love you, I love Alec, I love everyone. And to be honest, I feel like my family. Like I I didn't notice this until recently, but you know, like I got really emotional about my family the other night and I was just like it really hit me like how much I care about them and would just want the best for them and just hate when bad things happen to them. So not that bad things happen to my family or anything, but just in general, like I feel big emotions for my family and I want good things to happen to them. So if anything bad would happen to them, I would drop everything that I was doing and be like, I'll be there to help you out, you know? So probably my family. Yeah, yeah. I, would, I would say I've also noticed I've your also relationship noticed. with your family and how... I feel like, not that you guys have a small family, but it is like mainly just the four of you and you guys are definitely not dependent on each other, but you feel what each other are feeling, so. We have, yeah, I wouldn't, we're not like super small, like you said. We're very like cohesive, we're integrated, like we know, we know everything going on with each other, if that makes sense. Like we're not like in the dark with that stuff, I feel like, so. Yeah. All right, what's the next question? Number nine, it is, what lies do you most often tell yourself? Oh, lies that I tell myself that I will be TikTokers. <laughs> I don't know if I tell myself lies. I feel like I'm pretty truthful with myself, but I feel like I'm always like, 
Kate, this TikTok is the one. Like, you'll be TikTok famous. Like me, the the Ariana Grande dance. I'm like, this is it. Like, someone's gonna find this, and I'm gonna. What? So is LA? So do I call LA, or does LA call me? I would say literally to make that a funny answer. I feel like that's what it is because I can't think of like a big lie that I tell myself. So I don't know. Follow me on TikTok. (laughs) (laughs) What about you? What's what's your answer to that? Oh, I don't even know how to follow that lie. Um. I was going to go all emotional and deep, but like you threw out TikTok over there. So I don't know. I would probably say, (laughs) I hope my parents don't listen to this one. I, (laughs) I know, but oh, (laughs) maybe I should. Okay. I would say that probably the biggest lie I tell myself is that I'm over my parents' divorce. (gasps) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oof. Um, So, thank you for coming to the podcast, you guys. No, I think that's, I think that's just something that, like, again, I'm in therapy, if you guys didn't know, Um, but I definitely still struggle with, I think, forgiving more of the things that I did during my parents' divorce overall, Um, but, yeah, that's probably the biggest lie I tell myself, Um, a lot. I can yeah. tell how it's a hard yeah. pill to yeah. swallow, yeah. like even though it's yeah. been so many years. Like, I mean, it's it's fine. On another on another funny lie that I tell myself is that I am going to. I guess it's not a lie because I mean, here I am telling myself again. I really want to open a. Um, I want to move to Denver and open a weed yoga therapy shop, and like it's really unrealistic that all three of those shops will open up as one. But like that's definitely my that would be fun because in Colorado, like that's prime money makers over there. So, you know, that's mine. I have heard you talk about that a million times and I would not say that that's a lie for yourself because it could totally happen. Like you could, it could be realistic to put all those three things together. I don't think you should totally like stray away from that. Yeah, I agree. It's definitely probably more realistic if I'm like, Oh, just yoga and therapy because like there's probably a lot of rules with like, doing yoga and being intoxicated I don't know yeah I could see that but you know people do therapy probably not in the way that we do it but for like hallucinogenics and stuff so I mean you can maybe and in Denver I mean it's it's legal I'm sure there's something similar to what we're maybe figure out I don't know I don't know we'll see give me give me a few years I'll check back in yeah I think that's something that we're definitely the world as a whole is getting more used to is the legalization of marijuana and I feel like I mean it could work. I mean, I don't know. It could work. I feel like we may laugh about it now and think that it's unrealistic, but I don't think anything is unrealistic. I, I mean, look at our year now. Like, no one would have thought that we would have gone through a world quarantine. And I mean, yeah. So this year is a perfect example on not to give up on any of those crazy, bizarre dreams that you have. So, yeah, I don't think you should give up on that. Um, this is our last question. Here oh, we go. Is it, is it my, am I asking? No. What do you hope to grow out of? I have no idea. What do I hope to grow out of? Maybe like my anxiety. 
or hope to be able to like grow out of having it control my world. I don't know. Grow out of like questioning my day-to-day life. I don't I don't know. What about you? I think that makes sense. Um I definitely can agree with the anxiety portion of things, but I th- I feel like my anxiety got so bad. Like I've always been like an anxious person just randomly, but I'm overall very chill, but I feel like I'm a secret closeted anxiety person who has panic attacks like I feel like that's nothing that's something that when I tell people about they're like what like you have issues with that yeah I'm on medication for it what about it like go away (laughs) but um I totally agree with that like growing out of the anxiety which I don't think will ever fully grow out of the anxiety but I feel like I wish to grow out of thinking about having anxiety because I feel like a lot of my anxiety just comes from me thinking about it like when is my next anxiety attack going to be when is my next panic attack going to be because that's though they're so scary and anyone who struggles with panic attacks and anxiety like you you get it like you know what I mean it's really terrifying um my anxiety comes from the fear of having a stroke or the fear of having a heart attack so I'm very like health oriented when it comes to my anxiety like I'm I want myself to be in perfect health. Like when COVID, I think when COVID happened, that's why it sparked. Cause I was like, do I have COVID? Am I going to get COVID? That means I need to shut myself in the house because like that's this, the only place that I'm safe is in my home, which made my anxiety 10 times worse, as you can imagine. So I hope to get rid of the fact that like, I don't want my anxiety to go away because I feel like it's something that makes me who I am. But I feel like I hope, I hope I grow out of the overthinking, having a heart attack and having a stroke because that holds me back from doing a lot of things like working out like I stopped like working out for a while because I was so scared I was gonna have a heart attack during a workout class like it was so bad I literally was like I need to cancel my membership to this place so that's I, I'm a, as you know I'm starting to get back into yoga now but I hope and I, it's I'm getting there with the help of my ther- like I used to go to a therapist I haven't gone in in a while because I was starting to get a lot better freaking Stanley I know right god <laughs> but yeah um, it's getting there, but I hope, I hope I officially get to grow out of my brain going to, you're having a heart attack, you're having a stroke, like abort mission now. Like, you know what I mean? That's just hard. So no, yeah, I 100% agree. Mm-hmm. Um, let's end on a funnier question before we, let's do 11 questions. That's this funny. one doesn't have to count in our, but let's end on a funny one. Um, oh, what about this? What brings you the most joy in life, Kate? Woo! Hanging out with you. No, I'm just kidding. Um, what brings me the most joy in life? I would say, hmm, a lot of things bring me joy. My job right now brings me a lot of joy. As much as it's so hard, I love being with those kids. They bring me a big smile on my face when I'm having a hard day. <clears throat> We're having some technical difficulties. <laughs> So what just happened, talking about how my kids at work were making me feel really joyous, but um, right as I was doing that question, my laptop just stops recording. Totally fine. Thank you, Apple, MacBook Air. We love that. But pretty much what happened was my uh, disk was full and I had to delete some files. So now we're good. Um, And we're back. back. So Becca, with that, uh, do we just want to end the podcast or what do you want to do? Kate, what do you mean, what do we have to do? We have to do our wine review. <gasps> oh, yeah. We do. Yeah. Wait, no one's <laughs> subscribing to us because of your singing voice. Um, okay, so guys, I am so excited about this wine I found at Trader Joe's today. Like, 
over the moon. Um, pretty much, it's called, like I said, it's called Predator. It has the cutest little ladybug on it. Hopefully you were able to grab it since we posted it on our Instagram and you can drink it as you're listening. I hope so. If not, it's fine. Maybe try next week. Um, but so what it says on it is what's good for the vine is good for the wine. And the whole reason that this wine, honestly, I think why I think it's so good is because it doesn't have any pesticides. So it's like supposed to be like, I don't, I don't know if it's organic, but like it says on their website. Um, I don't know what that means. No pesticides. I like just don't. from the grapes and berries, you know, like oh. how they put it on a fruit. Yeah. So okay. they say the ladybug is a natural predator that feeds on, uh, on mites that are harmful to plants and crops. So um, this wine, I guess they named it the predator because like a ladybug's a predator of like pesticides or something like there that there is a ladybug on the label so that would make sense <laughs> so i think me and kate are feeling the wine a little bit <laughs> um <laughs> because we're both a little tipsy we've almost finished the bottle but it goes down so smoothly i mean it's a cabernet how do you say it savagon 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 Okay. Um, and I mean, I don't, I don't have any more to say, but pretty much we tagged it on our Instagram. You should follow their page. Go get it. I bought it at Trader Joe's for $15.99. And honestly, I'm going to be a regular customer of this. So I definitely, this. I like it as well. I was telling Becca because we had to take a brief pause for the technical difficulty. <laughs> and um, I was saying that I was feeling a little warm. I was feeling a little, I was feeling a little hot. Um, as you guys probably heard earlier in the episode, I was saying that I was literally dying. Like I'm literally warm. Um, but it's making me feel a little warm and She's it's having a minor heat stroke, I'm having a minor heat stroke. Fine. Everything's okay. I'm just a little warm, but wine's very good. It doesn't, it goes down very smoothly. Like I don't feel like that bitter wine taste. And I think if you go to their Instagram, it says like something like smoky and I get it. Yes, like it's kind it of smoky. smoky. They also say it will be good with grilled vegetables. I don't know. I read their website, but maybe we'll enjoy some grilled vegetables after this is over. Sam is bringing home Chinese food. So maybe we'll, we'll take his vegetables. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, guys, Thank you for joining us another week on Whining Through Our 20s. Again, we are just so happy to be here with you all and doing this. And I, I, what, you end it. You take us out, Kate. Thank you, Rebecca. (laughs) I I totally agree with, with Becca. I was dying to come back this week because it's just so much fun to sit down, have wine and talk and actually have an audience because like we saw the, the stats from last week and what the heck? Like my mind is blown because like we we had so many people listen to this and we just were not expecting that. So thank you guys for listening. Um, this episode's a little bit longer than last week, but we were really diving deep with you guys. So um, thank you for listening and just getting a little deep with us. I know I said last week that this was going to be the day that we were going to talk about our sugar daddy story, but that is coming. So <laughs> it's coming and we'll talk about it soon. So thank you guys for listening and we'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Bye.